everyone. This is episode 493 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, July 4th. Welcome to Earth, bitch. 2018. I am your host, Marcus Inez, and today I'm going to be talking about Red Faction Gorilla Remastered Edition. You get it? Remastered? But with Mars? Because, you know, Mars. Marstered. Re. Mars. Uh, and that's pretty much going to be the focus. I think I might mention a movie afterwards. I'm checking out some Criterion films from my local library to see if they're something I'd like to own, given that we're going through Barnes & Noble's July 50% off sale, and then they do it again in November. I am a huge fan of the Criterion collection. I like the way they treat these movies with respect even though I don't love all the movies uh, and they're similar to Shot Factory in that they give you a lot of great usually a lot of great supplementary uh, material like extra footage or archival footage uh, interviews multiple commentaries booklets what have you though unlike Shot Factory they tend to pick uh, good movies not that Shout Factory has bad movies. Shout Factory has some amazing movies, especially in their Shout Select line, where they have Midnight Run, which makes that line worth it alone because Midnight Run is one of the best movies of all time. And I think it's my favorite De Niro movie, which I know is not a popular opinion. Uh, a lot of people would go with The Godfather Part 2, or Taxi Driver, or Raging Bull, or maybe Dare Hunter. I don't know why people like Dare Hunter so much, but whatever. Uh, heat, uh, <laughs> but people wouldn't go with Midnight Run. That's the point. But Midnight Run is incredible, and if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. But yeah, they're having their sale. I I counted my Criterion collection, and I was surprised to find out I have exactly fifty. So I've added a few more, and I've gotten a lot of them for ten bucks during. Half prices, half price books is uh, 20, 30, 40, 50% off sale because they have them used. They're usually in really good condition, almost like new condition because typically somebody who's buying a Criterion Collection movie is someone who has respect for film and is somebody who's going to take care of their, uh, their stuff. It's not like you're not going to get kids that are getting their greasy fingers over them or anything like that. So... Usually the people who buy these uh, keep them in really great, great condition. And the only reason why they sell them is maybe they're just like, I have too much and I need to get rid of it. Or, I don't know, they, they got it because they just blind buy every Criterion thing and then they realize they don't actually like the movie and then they sell them. So you don't see, there are certain movies that you just never really see at a half price, but I have gotten quite a few great uh flicks through them so and it's i mean 10 bucks for a practically new version of a copy of a criterion is a fantastic deal though 20 bucks is also great for an actually new one uh, especially ones that you're never going to see at half price and ones that are getting close to being out of stock and are hard to find in other places but yeah i i've been watching some of that but uh, Red, Red, Red Faction, Gorilla, Remastered Edition. So 
this just came out. I've been playing it for a little over a week or so. And this is incredibly bittersweet because I adored Red Faction Gorilla when it originally came out nine years ago, I believe. So it's it's almost at its 10th year anniversary. So it's been a while. And I haven't played it in a long time. Uh, you know, eight years or so. Seven years. And I was so excited to come back to it because I remember loving it so much. And this, returning to it in the remastered edition, is exactly like going back to a film from your childhood that you loved and watching it again as an adult and realizing, oh, this isn't, this isn't that great. And that is so saddening because now part of my memory is tarnished a little bit but there, there's still there's still good bits in red faction gorilla but it is definitely not age well and this is not i don't think that much work was put into this remastering because it feels the same like the only thing i can see that's really different is that the the visuals are improved but i don't even know how much of an improvement they are over the pc version the original pc version at max settings it looks good it's sharp it's crisp i uh, there's you know i can see the, the you know uh the the in the distance the drawn so it's not like the the why can't i think of the term right now the whatever um is not great but um, it's just what I'm coming to realize is that it does not control that well. And I don't know if it, I, I'm guessing just at the time we didn't have higher standards for the way third person shooters should feel. Red Faction Guerrilla does not feel great as a shooter. Uh, I, I think it would definitely have benefited if they added a little bit of aim assist because it just doesn't feel great. Maybe it'd feel better with the mouse and keyboard, but with a controller, it just feels too loose and it feels terrible to shoot. And you can change the control scheme to give you the more standard left trigger to zoom, but it still doesn't feel great. That actually makes it kind of harder to get to a target because you're, mo you're aiming slower and it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel snappy. And, you could say, well, it's not about shooting. But when enemies are coming at you, you can't just, you're, you're not going to just be able to blow them up with every explosive you have. Those are limited. And you're not going to run up to them with your sledgehammer because uh, that's dangerous. Uh, and I would also 100% recommend just playing on casual, easy, whatever it is. Because all that really matters, the the joy that come that is found in Red Faction Guerrilla is from the destruction. And you don't need the game's difficulty getting in the way of that, uh, or, or the the villain's tenacity towards killing you and just wanting to make you dead. Um, but it does have those great moments when you are destroying buildings. It feels great when you're destroying buildings. I, I did the mission where you collect the walker, which is the giant mech type thing, and you're just smashing through things. And that felt great. And then you get it on top of the, the, the flatbed truck and you start, uh, they start driving it away and you're on the back with like a, a rocket turret, a rocket launching turret. 
and blowing cars away and blowing buildings on the way and that felt awesome because that's that's what the that's where the game shines is in the destructibility everything else the story the visuals which are very very muddy and just brownish orangish clayish um no real color um I'm I'm okay with the 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 vehicle controls. I don't think they're that bad as, as some do, but um, the story really doesn't do anything for me. I was surprised when I started off. I'm like, is is that Troy Baker? And then I checked it out, and yeah, it's Troy Baker. Troy Baker was the star of Red Faction Guerrilla before Troy Baker was Troy Baker, and it's crazy. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a very basic story, and it, it it's not all that engaging, but who cares? You're in this open world where you can just destroy things, and that's fun. But the actual combat feels terrible. And the fact that the um, fast travel system doesn't unlock until you clear the second area is a bit annoying, even though you can you'll get to that point depending on how many... Uh, side quests and activities you do relatively quickly but it's still a little bit annoying that it takes a while to get there the auto save system is terrible I would have liked that to be updated because all it does is auto save after you complete a mission or an activity it's not auto saving after every little thing so if you destroy a billboard a propaganda billboard uh, which is like one of the collectible kind of things you do for your stats to 100% the game and I'm sure there's an achievement for clearing all those if you clear one of those and you quit out and you don't manually save that is lost that progress has been lost any progress you make in between activities or missions is lost if you do not manually save and that's just like is would it be that much I don't know would it be that much harder to do I mean what what did they do in this remastering, really, other than just spruce up the visuals? I don't know, because it doesn't feel any better. It, it hasn't learned from what has come since and the way the industry and third-person shooters have adapted and changed and improved over time, which sucks, because there is a polar opposite. Prime example of how you do a rem not a remastering, really, it's a remake because it did change things, but... The Ration and Clank game for PS4 is incredible. It is one of my favorite PS4 games. It is an incredible, incredible game. And is the prime example of how you take something old and keep a lot of it intact, but make it feel fresh and current and feel great in this day, in this current landscape. And Red Faction Guerrilla just feels old and dated and not particularly fun in between the moments of crazy destructibility uh, and that sucks so uh, i i i would i would not recommend picking it up and it it kills me to say that but if you don't have the nostalgia for it like i do i think you might leave it even more disappointed because i'm accepting the bad parts of the game for the good parts and that's because I do have a lot of love for the the particular game and I also really love the Red Faction series I adored the first game and I thought the second one was fun silly but just it wasn't 
as great as the first game. I really, I think the first game also had a genuinely great story. Uh, you know, it was a little, I think that game was definitely trying to be the Half-Life for consoles because I don't think Half-Life had come out on consoles at that point. But yeah, Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition is out now and I would wait for a sale if you're interested in it regardless of whether you're a huge fan or not because I'm a huge fan of it and it's pretty disappointing and that's that's sad I, 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 I don't know depressing 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 movies I, I mentioned that I'm watching some Criterion stuff the only one I've watched so far is The In-Laws which is this old flick with uh, Alan Arkin and why can't I think of his name now? Columbo, that actor. Um, and it's it reminds me a bit of the whole nine yards and kind of like meet the parents if it was about the in-laws and Robert De Niro was still an active uh, agent. Uh, but it is where... What? Why? I need to find out what his name is. I can't, I don't want to just call him Columbo. Uh, what is his name? Columbo. Peter Falk. So, Peter Falk is a CIA agent, and Alan Arkin is a dentist, and their children are going to get married, and they're they're meeting for the first time, and then it just turns into this crazy uh, little adventure where they Peter Falk stole one of the like a $500 bill mint and he's doing this without the approval of the, the CIA because they thought it was just such a crazy idea what he's doing and he uh, ropes Alan Arkin's character into the whole thing and a bunch of crazy stuff happens and it's pretty fun uh, in large part because Peter Falk and Alan Arkin are great and they work well together Peter Falk being this kind of silly off the rails CIA agent and Alan Arkin being this just, you know, normal dentist who's freaking out because he's in this incredibly crazy situation that he never would have ever expected to be in because why would you expect to be in it? And there's a really funny bit near the end when they're with his dictator and he's doing one of those hand mouth faces. He's got like lipstick on and some eyes and he starts, he's like, oh, he likes to kiss and he goes, go, you kissy, 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 kissy. And I thought that was rather amusing, but uh, that was a pretty fun thing. And then I'm going to be watching Bottle Rocket soon because I do not remember that at all. And Wes Anderson, for me, is very hit or miss. So I want to rewatch that and think about, hey, is this, a, is this a movie I'd like to add to my collection? And then I also have Blowout to watch, which is a Brian De Palma film with John Travolta where I believe he is like a movie sound effects person and he ends up recording a murder and he's trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, that one will definitely be really interesting because for me, Brian De Palma is often crap. Uh, I enjoyed Untouchables. I don't love it. And I love Mission Impossible. But then I can't think of anything else of his that I liked. Um... I'm not exactly sure about what he made, though. I hate Scarface. Yep. And I don't like Raising Cain, which I believe is his. 
Carrie is fine. And Dress to Kill, I don't like either. So, and I think, didn't, did he do Eyes Wide Shut? If he did, I hate that movie too. So, I'm not a huge fan of his work. But I, I adore the first Mission Impossible. As, as fun and as crazy as the later ones have gotten, I think the first one is still my favorite. Even though it's a very different, it's much more of a spy thriller movie than uh, the crazy action of the, the series that it is now. Though I'm super excited for the new one. Every time I see the trailer for the new Mission Impossible and I see that bathroom scene, I'm like, holy crap, this is incredible. I, I, I could watch this over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to watch those films. And I'm happy with the in-laws so far. Uh, yeah. So that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Genez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, Monomalous, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN. I am the Kush3. The site is, of course, Pixelated Sausage dot com where you can find this podcast and the pixelated paranormal podcast which just put an episode up today where they talk about i don't know like the jfk they talk about jfk what about them i don't know but they talk about the origin of pixelated paranormal podcasts or maybe just how they got to that name which i don't know how exciting that is really i don't maybe maybe it's a way more interesting than i think it is but i'm just thinking well they were talking about doing this podcast, and they were like, oh, you, could you, would you put it up for us and host it and everything? I'm like, sure. And they're like, oh, I'm assuming that they're like, well, pixelated, and we already got the. The is a very easy part of the title. Podcast is an incredibly easy part of the title. So it's pixelated because the site is pixelated sausage, and we're going to, you know, maybe we should do another P thing or just, you know, we're going to be talking about paranormal stuff. Not just ghosts, not just Sasquatches, not just crazy murder houses. So, paranormal, uh, a pixelated paranormal podcast. Done. I just told you the story. You don't need to listen to the, uh, the most recent podcast now. You're welcome. I'm sorry, pixelated paranormal podcast, for taking all your listeners away. But if you still want to listen to it and you want to continue listening to this show on various platforms, they are both available on podcast services across the globe like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to check out the art I do, you can go over to Patreon. No, you cannot. Well, I mean, you can go there for other crap. But if you want to check out the art I do, go over to pxsart.com and check it out there. And if you see anything you like, you can click a link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of a piece you fancy. And if you'd fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away. Every little bit helps. And really, more so than anything, it shows us that you like what uh, we do. So do it if you, if you feel so inclined. And also, if you want to watch videos of this stupid show or anime reviews or some you know videos games and playing them you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage i just put up reviews for both who what was it i think tata never falls in love and then uh spaceship was spaceship something spaceship battle 
tiramisu? I don't even remember. It's a seven minute short and I had a revelation during the recording of that review that makes it all the worthwhile. It may I highly recommend watching the spaceship battle tiramisu, whatever the hell it's called, review. Because what I discover while recording that review is the only reason I actually posted it because I'm like after I recorded it I was like was this actually any good I don't feel like I said anything because I don't really care about the show and it's just kind of juvenile but then I re-watched it before I uploaded it and while I was editing it and I was like I forgot I I realized this and it's incredible and you might not agree who cares it's still an incredible revelation regardless of whether you agree with me or not and of course I'm being a bit silly with my revelation but there's truth to it as well. And you're probably listening to this right now, wondering what the hell I'm talking about. Well, there's only way to find out. What did I say? You rewind it, because I was talking backwards. I was talking in tongues right there. What I said was, there's only one way to find out, and that's by watching that review, which, again, is on YouTube.com slash Sausage, and it's called Spaceship Battle Tiramisu or something like that. Uh, but, yeah. I've, I've watched two new series from this season, the summer 2018 season. be recording the first episode reviews for those soon. Probably post those tomorrow because I want to get out the final review for this season, which is for Crossing Time, which is another short. Uh, Darling, the Franks will come again, but that's still got an episode to go. Uh, I'm not going to hold off this current season stuff, but uh, one show is about badminton, which is fine uh it's, it's not bad it has potential then <laughs> there's one called island I, I don't even think it's the island it's just island and spoilers for that review when i get to it uh it's just a convoluted dumb piece of crap mess with time traveling it's like oh here's a time traveler he's got to do this and then this person wants to kill him but he knew that he, he's gonna trip and then he does this and then there's this other girl she's a time traveler she came back from five years ago though she remembers this stuff this is the other time traveler doesn't remember this stuff though, but he remembers these things, and there's this thing, and everything started happening when the island showed up. Who cares? Whatever. It's stupid. The art is garbage. I don't like a lot of the character uh, styles, the character designs. Don't watch Island. It's on Crunchyroll if you want to watch it, but don't watch it. But listen and watch this show. Well, don't watch it. The people who watch this on YouTube the hell's wrong with you i don't get it um but thank you for watching i appreciate you i don't know what the hell that hand gesture was but whatever uh i'm rambling so much this has been like one of the longest outros in a while so i'm gonna shut up for real this time and just say